Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top shelf equipment and designers for broadcast concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know this is your most important event. It is their goal to make sure you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LB at Large Podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting as well as columnist for PLSN Magazine. I hope you're all listening, reading, and enjoying. I am very lucky today. I get to be joined by one of my very good friends in the industry. Uh, his name is Iggy Rosenberg. He is the Director of Business Development for LightSwitch. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. I oh, wanted to reach out to you today because you and I both have very similar titles and job roles and the fact that it's our job to build relationships, continued relationships and develop relationships, which is so much easier face to face. You and I can do our job so much easier at like LDI. We can shake hands. We can give hugs. We can go to dinner and now with this pandemic and the whole world being flipped on his head a lot of our tools have been taken away but that doesn't mean we can stop doing what we're doing so i wanted to reach out to you today and kind of get your unique philosophy and some tips on how you're still doing what you're doing and and, and yeah. what are, what are the core values that you're maintaining so let's start uh, with the obvious. Like, how do you how do you maintain relationships over a computer screen? Well, I, I think I think I'll go a step back because, and this is this may sound a bit you know hippie, but but you know, and, and anyone that knows me in person knows that that's not me. But you know, we <laughs> in, in the beginning of, of of the pandemic, you know, my my wife and I are both believers in in, in coaching and and you know, and just and just sort of like having a bit of, of personal knowledge of, about ourselves. And, you know, we made a decision that, that we were going to come out of it better than the way we went in. Um, so that led to us reading a lot and, and you know, and, and going back to, you know, like I haven't meditated in months, so going back to that. And and I realized that, you know, when, when this stuff happens, when, when you're so far off your center and you're normal, like the first relationship you have to build is with yourself. You know, and that's been like, it, had I just pummeled through it, you know, and just like, just go and persevere and fight it after a week of, of this, I would have just, if I didn't take the time to sort of like understand where I was and what was happening, I would have just hit every wall. I was just burnt out. I would have just exploded. So, so a lot of that came, you know, what we do now comes from, you know, being okay and, and understanding that, yeah, accepting that it's different. And not try and like force the situation to be the old normal. Instead, it's just adapt to what's now. You know, uh, it's you're not you're not gonna. I'm not gonna make people see me in person. Like I'm not gonna get on an airplane and fly to meetings. You know, for who knows how long. Uh, you know, but but you know, okay. So so this is the new normal. How do we how do we adapt from here? Um, you know, a lot of the things that that I've it kind of in many ways acted as a good thing. You know, we, I've always championed and you know, both you and I both toured extensively, uh, you know, and I've always championed the fact that the entertainment industry, especially the live entertainment industry is unlike any other industry in the world when it comes to relationships. Agreed. This is the only place where, you know, I remember, I remember years ago in one of the, one of the Def Leppard tours that the Faye McMahon, who was a production manager, had to go to his son's wedding and and he he called Springo to come you know cover for him for I think it was like four days or something while he flew over and, and had the wedding that is like in any other industry that's calling the CEO of your competitor to come and you know take over the reins of your company for a couple of days and like in our industry at the end of that you know like you just go okay here's just chair back everything's cool um you know 
Like it, it is, it is such a friendship and relationship is so ingrained in this industry that I, this has just given me a chance to push more of that on clients that, that are not aware of that. Clients are purely corporate to go, Hey, I'm just checking how you are. Like, like don't worry about the work. Don't, don't worry about the money. Like, 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 we'll, we'll work. Everybody's going to go back to work eventually. But like, how are you guys doing? What can we do for you? Like, you know, I have friends that are, you know, clients that I started doing like, Oh, I'm doing your work and I don't know how to do this. And I've been trying, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, I have a, you know, a, a, a brother-in-law that, that does excavation and stuff. I'll ask him what, you know, and it, it just worked in the same way. It was just, it, you know, it kind of gave me a bit of an access to a, a side of, of people that I wouldn't have actually gotten um, because you get to, they're stuck in the house. You know, you see them homeschooling their kids and, you know, and those conversations end up being in a much more human level. Uh, now that then it will be when it's like, oh, let me just tell you about my company and what we do. Yeah. Uh, quite often, a lot of people don't want to hear anything about your business because they know they, it, we already have the internet. We have so many tools available to us. They really, they can find out all that information and they can copy and paste it and look at the, the yeah. beautiful pictures. They don't need you to, to beat them over the head with it. They, they really yeah. just need a face and a person and somebody to talk to most of the time. Yeah, and, and it is, you know, especially since we're a design firm, you know, and design is a, is, is a you know, it's so objective uh, in many ways, but it's also so subjective in many ways. And and there is always a, a here's here's a clean set of our numbers and this is what our bids are, and, you know, but that's so impersonal. But, but at the same time, they also want to know that there's a, there's a human connection. And you know what? Many times, like, I'm not the right designer for them. I just don't vibe with their with their with their company or their product or their image or whatever, but someone in the firm does. So so having but but all they need is just that the human connection and 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 knowing that we're not just like you know we're not we're not a database right we're 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 consortium <laughs> of designers you know yeah. Like it's, yeah there's a bit of a there's a bit of an artistic side to it and there's a bit of a of a human human side to it. Again, like this is, you know, our industry is so weird. Like we, we do insane hours and we do, you know, crazy travels and like, you know, just stuff that nobody else does. And knowing that that that, that gels with who you are and that you have that, you know, you can, you, you can trust that person and that company to deliver, you know, it, like you cannot get that vibe only in person, you know, I think. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe I'm crazy, but... <laughs> <laughs> you are kind of crazy. I would, I would have a hard time. Lovely crazy. I would have a hard time. Yeah, hi, hiring someone to do something that's super high, you know, high, high risk and high reward by an email introduction, you know. So, but yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a lot of phone calls and and yeah, quite a few Zoom calls, of course. But but a lot of it has been just a quick email, you know. Hey, how are you guys doing? What can I help you with? And and here's links of things that I found that are interesting and. Uh, you know, I, a lot of the things that I've always done, which still works because the post office still works, is I've always been a big like sort of gift giver, like like within my family and like, you know, I just I like because for me, they're an expression of like, I've listened to what you like, even though it's been a subtle thing, um, you know, so like I can still find books that I like and send them to people or, um, you know, just weirdly enough i send a lot of lego kits and i just realized my, my wife no, told me the other day because there's like three lego kits for class underneath my couch that i have to send and she's like you keep buying legos and i'm like yeah but they're not for me but i just think that lego just makes a lego for everything so like oh look we did a thing for a car company there's a lego that car i'm gonna send it to the producer like i, I don't know i just i send a lot of lego kits it's weird but yeah like, i mean that still happens we can still we can i can still write a a, a letter and shove it in an envelope and send it and people like it that it's, it's unique it's rare it's it's still you know wow that's great lego kits are a great gift i think i would i would love to get a lego kit about something that maybe we had brought up or something that we had been discussing and if, if a lego kit showed up that showed that Iggy was listening and Iggy cared. I'm like, oh man, he was totally paying attention. And now I've got an hour to build a Lego set. That's a brilliant idea. It's just, but it's fun. It's like, it's like, you know, it's a childhood thing, but it takes some skill and then you end up with a thing that you build. And 
I don't know. They're just cool. It's like it's weird because I hate. I, I don't think I've ever. I haven't built a Lego in you know twenty years, but people love them, so I just keep buying them for people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably throw it against a wall and like just some sort of exasperated you know thing, but uh, other I people see. have more patience. I'm a, uh, I'm a book giver. I love being able to send somebody a book on a, some sort of a topic that they thought might be interesting and just kind of remind people like, hey, you know, you, if you've got time on an airplane, you should totally just read this yeah. book or, uh, or an auto or an audio book. So those are really easy to send. You just send a, a gift link to somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, well, I guess I got to use that. I'm going to get that book now. I, yeah, I like books too. I, you know, it's funny. I think one of the first people that I started sending books to was my brother, as mm-hmm. as because we were, you know, we're my brothers and I are very different ages. But we've, you know, as the years go by, we start sort of like leveling out. Uh, and I, I and it was so weird that I sent him a book, and and his first reaction was, "Thanks for the book." Is, hey, I think you accidentally sent the book to my house. I was like, no, that's that's for you. Like, it was like, you were so rare. He's like, oh, I opened it up, but it was. I'm like, no, 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 that's yours. That's not. That's not my book. It's it's for you. And and since then, I've been. Yeah, I've, I've sent. I've sent quite a few, quite a few books to people, um, of all kinds. You know, and we we have like a. We found this old book uh, about color theory um, that we just thought it was cool. It was just really small and cool. And we just went ahead and bought like I think we bought like a hundred of them. And we just carried them with us on shows and gave them to people. And it was just a, you know, it wasn't dry. It was very visual. So clients like to, you know, they, they kind of understood, you know, the weird stuff we talked about in, in, in our console a little bit better, you know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, that's you know? one of the things we've had, to get, we've had to get very creative because it used to be, I could encourage somebody else to write an article about one of their shows, or I could take a nice photo of their show and send it to them. And that nowadays, that's it's very difficult to uh, to get to the shows and give those sort of normal gifts that we're accustomed to. We've really had to completely adapt and change our our tool sets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you know, like again, like you you have to put in the parameters, just like we do on a show, right? Like the I've I've talked recently, like that I, I I've always quantified design as as the most elegant solution to a problem. Right, and you just have to reframe what the problems are. And I said that we always have, you know, there's always an artistic problem of how does the thing have to look. There's always a physical problem of like, is this actually going to fit in the building? Can the building hold the weight and that kind of stuff? And, and there's always a budgetary problem. Well, you know, you kind of can apply that the same way to to building relationship. What are you trying to do? What is what is the end goal? And and if your end goal is I want to sell a service it tends to automatically kind of by default make it very cold and make you very detached. And, and that's how I started, right? My first, my first year of business development, I had never done sales in my life, right? I've never done any sort of thing like that. I went, you know, I, I basically read every book of, I don't know, it must've been like the Mad Men era. So all my emails were, dear sir, madam, allow me to introduce I sound like a fucking robocaller. <laughs> nobody replied nobody replied it was just so demoralizing <laughs> and then uh and then i talked to a, a one of the authors of one of the books i read and and i just found him on twitter i think it was the only time i ever used twitter uh and and he's like oh you're not because you you're selling yourself you're not selling a service like mm-hmm. people need to connect with you and then i realized that like that's not who i am you know i'm 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 an ex roadie i'm you know i'm covered in ink and and, and i you know, I, there's a bit of like dichotomy that maybe I'm not, I'm, you know, you and I were talking in the, in the beginning about, you know, my neighbors think I'm probably a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> guy in the building with ink. Uh, but that's, you know, I, I can tell people that this is my, the end goal is, is for them to trust me, you know, or mm-hmm. I, to trust me that I'm going to lead you to the right place. Not to trust me with your show maybe i'm not maybe i'm not the right person for your show but someone is and you know so so that the basis of that scenario and that communication and that it's not to sell light switch per se is to sell the people in light switch and it's become more and more important to me in, in these conversations to to ask who they are you know i want to know who the team that you work with in your company in your design company in your event company in your production company I want to know who you guys are and what you like and how you, you know, what you're like. And, and, and 
and the same time, I want to tell you guys who we are. Like we are, there's, there's, you know, we have offices in what ten offices in, in six countries, I think now or whatever. You know, like there's a lot, there's a massively varied amount of people in our company. Like I'm Argentinian, and John Featherstone is English, and we have guys in Hong Kong, and you're like, like, there's a lot of multinational, multidisciplinary people, and and you should, you know, get to know who we are. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. and that's still valid nowadays. Even yeah, through a computer is, is is not as warm, but as long as people can laugh and 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 not treat it as a as a as a board meeting, and uh, you can still you can still attain the same goal for sure. Yeah, because you're not even through the email, you're not trying to sell something. You're not trying to force anything upon anybody. You're really just trying to offer your solution to them should they need it. And it's so hard to say that with confidence and without any hesitancy. You're like, hey, so no, based on our track record, we have solved some very clever problems with some very elegant solutions. If you like clever solutions, you should totally reach out to us. You know, and it's hard to say it's hard to say that with any without seeming pushy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and I think you probably you probably get it, and and I've definitely gotten all these emails from, I, especially in the pandemic, I've gotten a, a surprising amount of of emails from random companies that that want us to do some and stuff. You know, like obviously, and also you can tell that they've just sort of scoured a database because they're selling services mm-hmm. to us that that we we would never use, like you know, like like just stuff that's designed for companies that don't operate like like we operate. Uh, so, so I can, just, right. I can read the email, but it's, they're also, they're, they're so impersonal. It's like, you know, you can, you can almost see where they've sort of scratched off the name of the person that they sent this email to before and just sort of taped mine on like that. That's kind of the, the, you know, they're just so cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have no interest in that. I I'd much rather you send me a, a, a really badly written, you know, just, just in your own honest voice. And and invite me to look at something and invite me to talk and, and you know don't you know in many ways it's kind of like asking people not to pander to you you know and and I try not mm-hmm. to pander to to our clients you know I, I I try to be very honest of you know hey let's just let's just talk you know I'm 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 happy to go and buy you guys lunch or you know get on a call and 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 you know like I'll show you what we do and tell you about who we are and I'm really interested I always am and. and what the other people do and who they are and and you never know a lot of times we we you know we end up we end up with people who are friends and they end up not being clients you know but but in the future it, it comes back you know at some point i think the more you give the more you get in return right so mm-hmm. it's the other the other thing that we've done a lot you know and this is not maybe not necessarily business development so so my my wife has this thing that that she says which is which is great, which is the good, good business is good business for everyone. Um, and I, and I try to keep that in the forefront of my mind all the time. And one of the things that, that, you know, and it also comes back from touring is if, if a client calls me at like two in the morning and says, Hey, our, our rigor just quit or he can't get into Canada or whatever it may be. Right. Or, or, or we need a sound guy or whatever, maybe you and, and this isn't your show, but, but, you know, can you help me? I'm like, yeah, here's, here's 10 phone numbers of people that I, that I know and I trust that they, they won't work. Like I, I want everyone to, to have work and I want, every, I want my friends to work, even though they're not in my show, even though, you know, the, the, I want everyone to be happy and making money. And, and that, that's what makes me happy. And yeah, maybe it's not my show and it doesn't matter. Like at some point that will come back to like, oh, they're the guys that no matter what the problem is, like they're happy to help. You know, and I think the mm-hmm. moment you 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 do that honestly and and not like I'm dangling this carrot of like yeah I'm I'm happy to connect to the sound guy, but I want the next contract. They're just gonna go now. We'll we'll call the people. We can find sound guy somewhere else, right? Like mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm the I, same. I want to be at the top of somebody's Rolodex. I want them to call me for support, whether it's something I can I'm immediately available for or or not. But I want people to call me and with questions and I want to be able to have a good track record of answering those questions with some integrity and some honesty and some validity. 
I would imagine you have much the same outlook. You're like, I, I'll help you no matter what. I, I'm a genuine people pleaser. I want to help. Yeah, well, I, I don't understand what the alternative is. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I mean, because the reality is if you think about it from a, like if you put yourself in that place of the person who needs help, and you call someone and, and I mean, okay, I get it. Like you call them at two in the morning, they don't answer, they're probably asleep. But, but if you call them and they answer and they go, well, you know, we only give these phone numbers to, to the people that, that give us work back. You're just gonna go, this guy's an <laughs> asshole. Like, I'm never calling him again like, for anything. Like, I don't care how creative they are. I don't care how good they are at their job. Like, that's just not the person I want. And, and the reality is, you know, a, a rising tide raises all ships, right? Mm -hmm. like, everyone does better then we're all going to do better you know and 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 it's also one of the things what, what we like to teach a lot in light switch where we people took time to teach us and then we're going to take time to teach other people and, and reach you know students and but being being kind to one another and helping people out ends up kind of i would say almost guaranteed to end up paying back in a in a, in a much better way Mm -hmm. At the very least, like, car, you know, call it karma. At the very least, you're just not, nobody, nobody saves you as, you know, that, that asshole we should never call again and, and under, under a contact list. Yeah, I can't recall a single time that anybody called me up and said, hey, Chris, why the hell did you give my contact to X, Y? You know, it was a terrible thing for you to give my contact to this person. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I have gotten the phone calls where they're like, dude, that job did not turn out well. It was not, you know, I wasn't, uh, the results were less than optimal, but hey, thanks for giving me that contact anyway. Thanks for the opportunity. I don't think I'm ever going to answer the call for that person again, but they've always been thankful for the referral anyway, regardless of oh, yeah. outcomes. They're always like, well, yeah, man, thank you so much for putting your neck out and vouching for me. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I think one of the, one of the strongest things in in the in any industry, I think, when it comes to sale, is a referral. The right. referrals are the single best thing. You know, person I trust. You know, talk to other person he trusts, I trust him, and introduces me as a as a trustee. Right, like that. You're automatically a hundred steps ahead. Um, but that may come from. You know, like like I've I've done. You know, I've I've helped guys that they have um, they do uh what what do, I don't know what to call it like they do these these uh stretched canvas you know structures so they look like giant inflatables but they're not like aluminum you know uh things and and I've you know like yeah maybe at some point they'll call me to you know install some lights and stuff but definitely not they're not in our wheelhouse but we've worked with them in exhibits. Uh, and I and I you know connected them with some people for other stuff that they they needed and um, next time you know when when they went to do a show and they needed a lighting designer from for the exhibit company then they then they referred us so even even if it's not like even if we want to be super strategic about it like and 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 sort of maybe a bit more cutthroat but even that's a good idea. Like, just, just because you never know, maybe they won't hire you directly, but they, they may know the person that might, and they may put in a good word because you're a nice guy and you help them out when, when nobody else would, or, you know, I, like there's just, there's just no bad excuse to not help people. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why you shouldn't help people. Yeah. So let's take it the other direction when with, I think we both agree that a referral is the best way to start business. But on the opposite, if you don't have a referral and you're trying to just cold call target somebody who you know might need your your assistance, how do you go about doing that from from let's say a hypothetical where John comes to you and says, "Hey, hey Iggy, there's a uh, there's a job in Dubai and I think we we're the best people for it." And all I know about it so far is that some random digit capital global net company has the contract what, what's your first step to reaching out to that fictitious company uh the first step i mean i you know what i don't think it's that far away i think the first step is i call the people that i know in dubai and go do you know anyone that's that's doing it and most times somebody will 
you know, it may mm-hmm. take a few steps, but, but somebody will know someone. And even if I, I may get a direct intro, like, oh, here, here's a person, mm-hmm. you know, the technical director for this show. And then that may go up the ranks to the right person. Or, or I'll get, I'll get some names, right? I'll get, I'll get a, oh, I know, I know this company is doing the creative for example. So then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to LinkedIn and I'll look at who's doing the creative and, and I'll, and I'll see who is in charge of creative direction or, or most times, to be honest, I'll, I'll go to the presidents of the company and, and, and they're happy to delegate to who's the appropriate person. But I, I tend to start on a top down structure and I just go to, I just go mm-hmm. to as high as I can without being, you know, like, obviously if I want to do something that's a company owned by, be, you know, I, I, Warren Buffett. I'm not gonna go try and talk to Warren Buffett about <laughs> writing, right? But within that little structure, I'm gonna go. And, I'm gonna go talk to the, the CEO of Creative Enterprises Inc. or whatever it may be, um, mm-hmm. and and then I just introduce ourselves. But again, it's not a. I, I tend to do a lot of research on the companies that I that I talk to, because I want to know mm-hmm. what they do. I want to know if they're a uh, like a legacy company that does really theatrical stuff of their companies that do super high tech things and they're really young. Uh, you know, I, I, I want a lot of times, a lot of companies have little bios about what they are and they put their hobbies and stuff. And I've, I've connected with, with clients because, you know, I, I love aviation and, and one of these guys was a, was a pilot. So we ended up talking about planes for an hour. Right. And it was, and at the end it was like, Oh, by the way, this is like, these are our booklets of what we do. And at some point let's have a call about what we do. Like, you know, real work but I, I do a lot of research uh and i usually talk to them about it i'm, I'm like you know I've, I've, i i tend to go down some deep rabbit holes and clients websites i just i love portfolios i like seeing what people have done <laughs> the past. And, um, and a lot of times like it's funny because I, I a lot of companies are not particularly great at keeping the portfolio super up to date so that you'll still see stuff that they've done 10 years ago. So you actually get to see how they've progressed through the years, which is kind of fun. Like mm-hmm. you can tell like, Oh, I can, I can tell where you guys built this set by hand to like, Oh yeah, you guys bought a CNC machine now and this looks much better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I, I usually do, I, I want to learn what they do and, and, and how they do it and who they are. And, and I, I'm, I always offer to go in person and buy lunch and, you know, I, I'll tell you guys what we do and, and, and how we do it. And, and I definitely want to tell you guys who we are and I want you guys to meet us in person and, and, or, or virtually in person. Right. But, um, yeah, a, a lot of it comes I think to as soon as you start talking to the people at, at a lunch or something, all of that research, uh, even if it's not in a, in a list of notes, it comes through and they'll, they'll recognize that like, Oh, Iggy did his research. He knows something about us and he knows, you know, that we did that and he knows the direction that we're headed and it, and it comes through that, that exploration is, is worth the time and the effort to put in on the front end. It is. It also, it also kind of like doesn't commoditize your clients. Like I, I don't want to treat them as again, like those emails that I get that they're just like a template and you can see where my name got exchanged by someone else's, uh, I don't, our industry just doesn't work that way. Like we're just, we're such a human based industry in many ways with, with, which comes with its own faults, but it comes with huge advantages. Um, and if I, if I treat, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to go through that effort of flying to an office and stuff like that, I, I can't treat them like I'm selling vacuum machines, right? I, I, I'm, I'm catering. We all cater to very design firms. We all cater to very in the production companies have different styles and, and some are super scrappy and super, some are like, you know, massive, you know, multi-building office places, but, but I can't treat them all the same. They, they have to know that, that I really do care about, you know, getting the best solution for, for whatever problems they have. And, and if I, just show up with like, oh yeah, here's uh, here's what we do. Here's our, I, I clicked through this PowerPoint and uh, here's a stack of cards. And then whenever you feel like you need a live designer, go ahead and call us. Like that just, this is not going to resonate with anyone. <laughs> um, they're going to go, great. Thanks for lunch. It you know? could be more boring. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're not, we're not a commodity. We're not an industry of, of, you know, there's not a million of us and, 
and and what we do is very it's it's a very interesting intersection between you know human arts and and physics and science and business you know and and treating people with a bit of the respect that you you know a lot of these companies have started from a guy and his friend you know i mean so did light switch right but but started a design firm and and then it went up and they started producing and they had usually at some point for some reason they've all at some point have become a video house and then they stopped being a video house and you know you have to treat them with the respect that they've done that path and and and, and their blood and their 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 personalities are very probably built into that company so you know if i expect the same level of of like respect from like our vendors and the same level of awareness of who we are as a company i'm gonna reflect the same to to my clients i'm not gonna just go like oh you're just another production company because they they never are mm -hmm. it's uh yes yeah the research thanks is, to the, the research, and yeah Thanks to the internet, it's it's actually fairly simple to do a lot of that that legwork on the front end, but sometimes you can even get too far if you if you uh, if you go too deep into the internet, you you can start at finding out uh, too many things. So, like one of the things you mentioned is you like to go to LinkedIn, which I find yeah. so useful because I feel like people are at LinkedIn because they're looking for connections. Yeah, but. But then if you take it one step too far, you can go to people's Facebook page. And then next thing you know, you're looking at pictures of their kids and their. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, there's a fine line between, uh, Hey, your, your office dog is really cool. And like, we like dogs too. And I love the dress that you wore last summer in that barbecue. <laughs> like, they're like, you need to get out of our office now. Call security. Yeah. That, yes. I think there's, there's a, I, I tend to not poke into personal stuff. And to be honest, like, especially now, like I've been, I've been on Facebook less and less and less because it's just too much. And, and I'd, I'd rather dedicate the time to something better. But, um, you know, it, it's funny how many people talk about personal stuff on articles, you know, so I'll, I'll look for interviews and like a lot of times, you know, these companies and, and, and the CEOs or the creatives, they have other projects you know they're we we have a, I have a client that that has this really cool very artsy like crazy puppeteering show like on the side right like just like like punch and judy but meets you know like edgar Allan poe kind of thing and I like, and I was like, you know, this is awesome, right? I mean, but it's something that's publicly available that 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 isn't digging into their personal life, and they talk about it, and they're evidently passionate about, it. you know. And I did walking with dinosaurs with puppeteers, so we like we we connected through like, oh, you, your puppets are cool. You see what these guys could do, you know. Um, and same thing with you know aviation with with you know the other client. It was in it was in their in their company website. It was listed under their bio, like under under you know. But yeah, going into like, hey, your kid's really good at basketball. That <laughs> that's just not that's super creepy. Yeah, that's I would never go that far. Yeah, that's just that's just weird. I mean, and that at a certain point is like, do you really like you? You may actually give a, a, a an even worse message and like do you have nothing else to do like how much how deep did you get into my life are, are you guys that hungry that you have like you just spend what a week researching me like building a dossier like the fbi and like it's yeah 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 but i i tend to i tend to stay within the realms of of uh stuff that's public within like interviews and like you know we people donate to charities and it's interested to i'm also interested in I am interested in people. I think I think the the main thing is you to do this job to do business development. You have to be interested in people, um, mm -hmm. and and I think on the on the surface we all appear very similar uh, within our idiosyncrasies of design and that kind of stuff. But but once you start poking a few levels deep, you realize that they have you know passion projects and hobbies and charities and, and stuff they're interested in that that makes people are very complex and it's, and it's interesting once you start digging in and, and there's a lot of connection and there's a lot of, uh, uh, 
you know, asking questions is such a big thing, right? And 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 the more you ask is a you seem more interested and you are more interested and you want to know more. And B, you find out more, which ends up being a good thing anyways. After a yeah. while, though, if you are doing your job well, next thing you know, your client has actually crossed that line and they've become a good friend. And now the lines start to get real blurry between a friend relationship and a client relationship. And guys like you and me, we do this because we love our job. So of course, we're going to find a lot of like-minded people in our industry. And next thing you know, your client is your best friend. And the lines get real blurry sometimes. And it, it's hard to distinguish between like, oh, hey, on that project, they decided to go with a different design firm. And it's not because I didn't, not because we're not friends. It's because that design firm is in a different state or something, you know? And it, yeah. sometimes it's really hard to separate yourself from your job because we're so relationship driven. Yeah, I, yes, of course. Uh, and, and I know that, you know, you talked about something very similar with, with Peter Morris, um, you know, and, and, and I've gone down the same path of like, are you, are you friends with the artist or, or not? Um, I, I, I want to say that, that within the industry, everybody has a pretty good understanding of, mm. Of what what happens in the show side is one thing, and what we do in the bar is another. Actually, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, uh, in the beginning of, of of my touring career, um, we had a we had a wardrobe um, lady girl, she's pretty young, that came out of TV. She had never done a tour before. She never done a tour bus, anything. And and you know, but she was a you know super nice, insightful girl. And 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 one day she pulled me aside and she's like you know, like you should, like, have you thought about moving to like photography or, and I was like, well, what do you, like, no, wait, what do you mean? I've, I've done this my entire life. I love this. He goes, oh man, you, are, you guys are always so angry. And I'm like, well, cause you, you walk out of the bus in the middle of loading and there's like 90 of us trying to be in the same spot in the same time. And yeah, like we're all yelling at each other and there's things moving and noise. But after, you know, like two hours later, you're like, okay, we're going to lunch. Yeah, let's go to lunch. Okay, great. Like it's it's so interesting that like the sort of natural separation that we do in, in the industry about it's work time and everybody, you know, I've I've had stage managers, you know, shush everyone in a very rude manner on comms. But oh. it's because that's that's what happens in that second, right? Like that's you know, and I I'll never hold them against them because I know that, you know, pressures run high and and people are doing a, a job and we're expected to perform at a certain level. Um, but afterwards, yeah, I mean, I can, I can probably hopefully separate, um, the friendship side from the work side and, you know, again, work, work goes around competition is good, right? Competition makes us all better. Um, would I like to have all the jobs? Absolutely. But I mean, <laughs> I, like, listen, I'm, I'm friends with our competitors, right? I like, it's such a small world. There's, there's just very little space for for bad blood. Um, yeah, the, the division is very interesting. Um, there are, I think it's a vibe thing. Like I have clients that I'm friendly with. Uh, right. I have clients that are, we operate in a, in a specific client relationship thing. Uh, and then I have clients that are friends. Um, right. And that was that, you know, again, we go back, it's all a human connection and it's a vibe you get, you know, some, some clients, we just don't have the vibe. We just don't, we just don't click mm -hmm. and, and that's fine. But yeah, um, I, I think I, I want to say I've been pretty lucky that I've never ruined the friendship because of work um, that I, that I know of. I think, I think the ones that didn't work out is because we were just not friends to begin with. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that that it, it can be a tricky balance. Yes, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I don't know that I that I'm the right person to to talk about what to do when things go terribly wrong. Okay. Uh, I think when, when things have exploded in my face has been pretty epic. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I don't know. We're all human, right? I mean, we we all. I mean, a big part of what's happening now with the pandemic, you know. I, I keep telling people that the people's need to to get together is much more primitive and is much more innate in us than this 
the like knee-jerk reaction fear that's that's happening right now, which is very valid. Um, mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. Like if you're stuck in a ballroom or an arena or whatever for, for a period of time, people are going to start gravitating towards one another, you know, at the very least just to talk shit in the bar afterwards. But you can't be, yeah. you know, you, you can't isolate yourself forever. So then let's let's take it the opposite direction. Instead of where things go wrong, what about when things go real right? And next thing you know, your client has become your best friend. And next thing you know, you're you're just talking all the time. So this happens to me all too often where I get off work at five o'clock, but a friend of mine calls at 5.30. And next thing I know, I've been on the phone until 7.30. And my wife wants to know, she's like, you were supposed to get off work. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it was kind of work, but but he's my bestie. So we were we ended up chatting until for another extra two hours. I wasn't at work. I was just, we were just talking. She's like, isn't he one of your clients? Well, well, yeah, but no. And sometimes my <laughs> wife has to remind me, like, you know, you, you got off work at five o'clock, Chris. You, you can't be on the phone through dinner. And, um, and sometimes I have a hard time balancing that one. And, and Sharon's much better at it. She, she reminds me. Do you find the same time? Do you ever find that you're just not off the clock? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> you know, I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm... You know, my wife works in entertainment as well. Uh, she works on the production side, and, and so she kind of understands it. And, and maybe I'm, I'm very lucky in that respect. And, and she does the same thing. Like, she, she gets her calls, and, and they go on forever. And uh, I, I think with the years, I've become better at sort of separating. You know, it's a matter of priorities because I'll never separate work and life in that manner because I've done this since I was 14 and I and I love this. And, and, and I don't have that thing of like, you know, work is work. And I, and then when I'm home, I do like I, I, I live and breathe this stuff. I, you know, I, I love it. I love design. I love I love meeting people and and all the technology and all the cool stuff I get to do and the traveling. And like I don't I don't see it as a plight. Um, but at a certain point, there's there's moments where we have our priorities and, and they're very set in stone. Like if, if we have date night, then that's date night and, and my phone is off and, you know, and, and it stays in my pocket. I mean, my phone's never really off, but it's, I'll set things do not disturb. But like if something really happens, someone wants to get a hold of me because something's like an emergency, obviously. And, and we understand that. We also know that the thing that makes us you know, the thing that makes us good and for both of us is that we are there to help people when they need help. You know, we were talking about that earlier. So if someone calls me four times in a row, I know something's wrong. And, and, and we're both, we both have like a mutual understanding of like, okay, go deal with this. Like do it fast. But, but like, I get it. This is important. Like this is what pays for our lives. So, so why not, you know, push it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's a matter of priorities. I think for us, it's a matter of, again, like one of the, the best relationship we have is with ourselves. Uh, and if I don't take time to to work on myself and work on like my relationship and, you know, and, and everything else that happens, then I'm, it's like you're continuously juggling, you know, very sharp, broken plates. And at some point, it's all going to come crashing down. And, 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 I, and I have to- That's a great to, analogy. It's a continuous, you know, work. It's it's not easy. It's not easy for me. Like in the beginning of the pandemic, for example, we we went through a couple of weeks that we were fine. I've been like all over each other and in the same room at the same time, and you know, you know, and it's weird because like we both do jujitsu, but like we both share a lot of stuff at the same time. But suddenly, on week three, we were like, okay, we're gonna kill each other. So we we time blocked <laughs> our day. We had we printed, you know. We printed a daily thing and, 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 and every day we separated, you know, by hour, like stuff we're going to do together and things we had to do separately. And, and that worked, you know, and that made a huge difference. Well, that, but, but it's a continue every week we have to do it. It's a continuous work to balance, you know, the priorities of like right now I'm working on, you know, we're having a date or I'm, or I'm working out or I'm, you know, and if it gets to a point where things, you know, escalate to like, it's a higher priority now, then I get to sort of take a pause from whatever I'm doing and, and, and go back. But I used to do the same thing. I used to be like in the middle of the gym and like 
stopped to answer an email and seven emails later, like I didn't have to work out anymore because I've been, I've been standing in the middle of the gym for an hour answering emails. And I, I learned that that's not good because then I feel bad for not having finished the workout. And yeah, like, it doesn't help. It doesn't help me in the end. It doesn't really like, I'm totally okay going like, hey, I'm in the middle of something right now. I promise I'll get back to you. I'll set a reminder and then I do it. Like if, if I start splitting my mind in a different ways, it, I, I tend to not do anything right. You need to find the do not disturb mode in your phone, by the way. Like, I think that's what's <laughs> Yeah. You, you, you pretty much have to do that in our industry because uh, give, uh, excluding the, cert, the current circumstances, I mean, it is just constant phone calls and dings and texts and messengers and LinkedIns and all sorts of stuff. You, you yeah. really have to just tone it out for just, a, you know, for an evening once in a while. Yeah, it's also, you know, we, we all work in different time zones, right? And, and it's, and that makes it a big, you know, we, I, I had a big project in Singapore last year and it, it was one of the few times where I had to leave my phone and do not disturb like off at night because I knew they would wake up around two in the morning and start emailing me back. And it was, I, I mean, I knew I had to go through it for a month until we got the design phase down, but it was, it was awful. It was awful too. like, cause at two in the morning you wake up with like the, the phone lights up in the dark bedroom and you're like, what is like, why is this happening right now? Why, why am I doing this to myself? But you know, we knew that that was, it was going to, it had to be done and it was going to end at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you just going to have to, sometimes you have to suffer through it. We were definitely also an industry that, works very hard when we have to uh and sometimes you just have to bite the bullet but you can't let that be your your daily because you're gonna burn out and you're gonna you're gonna affect you're gonna bring everything else down with it yeah so the the technology that you just mentioned is kind of a, a blessing and a curse in the fact that right now given the pandemic i mean we're all reliant on that amount of technology that we have but it's also a curse in the fact that we are always connected that leash is always there uh two in the morning you're answering phone calls whether you think you should or not whereas when we used to all have to go to an office at least there was an office phone with an office email and you could only go to the office to get that but now i mean that the the, the work email forwards to my phone uh, everything comes through my phone my my facebook comes through my phone and just everything's crammed together and it's so hard to know yeah, uh, if uh, you have to really balance your priorities like do i need to respond at two in the morning and sometimes it's yes and sometimes it's no yeah and and funny like that is weirdly enough for us it's been uh like we, we like to read a lot right but but you know, I was always, I, I'm always in the search of efficiency. So of course I was just going to have the Kindle app on my phone and read on my phone. But then that realized that just gave me access. It's so easy to swipe away from it and go to like Instagram for oh. a bit and then get an email. So then ironically, in my, in my, in my search for reading and, and, and peace and quiet, I ended up more distracted. So I had to, we, we went and bought, you know, Kindles for both of us because we just couldn't keep collecting books. As much as we mm -hmm. like them, like at a certain point, we're like, you know, we don't, we don't live in a Victorian mansion with a with a library, right? So, uh, so we both have Kindles where you can't get bombarded. So when we read, it's just we're just reading, and then, and we've had to physically separate ourselves from devices. And to be honest, it, it was pretty shitty in the beginning, but the more we do it, the easier it is. Like the more apps I delete from my phone, the less, the, the more we realize, you know what? I, like, I don't need it. Like, I don't need it. Like, like, like I don't need to see Apple news because it's just bombarding me with, with stuff that may not actually be good for my head. And, you know, and if I, if anything bad enough happens, I'm going to find out. And then once a week or whatever, we'll look at the news and, you know, but the same thing with Instagram is, you know, because it's just too much. And, 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 and I don't think we're designed to live like that. You know, we can't get constantly bombarded without having time to, you know, think about the stuff that we're bombarded with. I, I totally agree. It, it's tough. And especially being guys like you and me 
Like we want to, we want to be the, the first one to respond. We want to be the first one to provide a solution, but we also have to take care of ourselves sometimes. And sometimes we just have to kind of put ourselves aside and just take that time for ourselves because, you know, our, our brains are not designed for that amount of dings and swoops yeah. and, and stuff. You know, we, uh, the part of the thing in the beginning of us being together all the time was that we realized that at the end of the day, we just, we kind of really didn't have that much to talk about because we have shared all the experiences. And what we really like <laughs> is, is when we have dinner is, hey, what did you learn today? What did you do learn? Like, oh, look at the thing that I saw. Look at the thing that I read. And, you know, and, and you know, we have a, we have a game of cards um, that, that sort of like we pull out and it has questions that are really interesting and, and we have to answer them. And, and we play that like pretty much every night. Um, oh, those are nice. We have those too. Uh, yeah. And, and, the, and, but, but again, if, if you, we're different people, like we, we share a lot in common, obviously that's why we're together, but we're different people, but that kind of works out in a, in a, in a company, you know, viewpoint as well. If I, if I want Lightrich to have this voice of, of knowledge, uh, of having, of being a company that really matters, that, that we, we learn and we know and we have the technology and the solutions and the people, you know, all of that is only going to happen if I take time to look at new technology and, you know, go see new lights and go see new consoles and, 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 and should even go look at new art and, and stuff that you don't understand and ask questions. And like, if I don't take time to get better at my craft and, and to get better at what our message is, you know, like, unfortunately, it, you know, if I don't take time to make the connections that I can then forward to other people when they need those connections, like it's a, you're back in the sort of catch 22. Like, unfortunately you can't devote, everything can't be an external push. At a certain point, you need to import some new experiences and new information, you know, or, or else you just, you're going to run out of steam and, and out of things to say, and there's going to be no more experiences to share. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we do need to make space for for new stuff. Like I'm not, I love this idea of being up at three in the morning and I have to continue designing and, and reading a book and stuff like that. But the reality is I can't, I can't operate like that, you know, 365 because a certain point all I've done is, you know, expend all of my knowledge and all of my energy outwardly. And there's just nothing new in me. I'm just going to be the same sort of husk of a man, except yeah. a year older. You've definitely reached the point of diminishing returns at three in the morning, trying to bang out too many designs and reach out to too many people. Oh man, I've woken up. I've woken up the next morning and gone like, what the, like, what did I do? Like, like clicking through the drawing, going like, why is it like, why is there a light going through like a planter? Like, you just feel weird. (laughs) I'm sure I had a good idea for this last night, but I could not tell you what it was. So uh, we are almost out of time, but uh, one of the things I really wanted to get to is like, if do you have any advice for people who are in the same boat and they're they're not heeding the same way or they're still learning the lessons that you and I have already kind of learned? How do they, what, what's your advice to somebody who's starting to get mentally overwhelmed by the the constant barrage of relationship building and uh, and just the sheer workload of of a job like ours in such a uh, in an industry like ours. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot there you could probably unpack, but uh, you know, everything has to do with with interconnections between people, like you know, and and a certain point, I think that, I think that again, and I, and I know again, that it sounds very hippy dippy, but like, just take time to be okay with yourself. That's just a good take, one. Take a, take a day to, you know, if you don't want to meditate, don't meditate. And I totally get it. Like I, you know, I, I don't do enough of it, but you know, take time to just see where you are, make a list of goals, you know, sort of clear your head and, and, and clear your, your ledger. And we do this, you know, every so often of, of setting goals and setting things for the week. I will happily recommend everyone reads the one thing, the Keller Williams book. Um, 
uh, about about taking massive because that's a problem. People get so overwhelmed and taking overwhelming things and breaking them down to this most the, the one thing you can do now and then then you work out the rest. But just start with this, and that's actually helped me a lot of being able to break things down like that. And just you know, be interested in people, but not at the expense of yourself. Oh, that's a good one. Banging out a gazillion emails a day that that don't make any real sense in terms of like they're not personal. You know, I again, you know, packing, taking the time that it takes me to buy, get, receive, pack. You write a note and ship a box of Lego probably is worth i could probably write 75 emails but mm-hmm. they're not going to have the same impact yep right like they took time to learn what the person liked and buy the thing and get it and realize that that this is and for me it's not a like i don't see it as homework i just think it's fun so i don't like i don't mind doing it but yep. i get it that some people would have to work on it yeah but that is that is really what's valuable is is the connection between people and that's where i've stopped asking for work now like nobody has work but i i am i i want people to come back on out of this well you know i i I, you know if i see people again clients slash friends that are suffering or or having a really hard time you know i've been able to connect people with other people and and have and that being able to have work that may not be what they usually do, but at least it keeps them afloat. Or, you know, we've helped them with their PPPs because we happen to go through a bunch of them. So like, hey, here's like the stuff that we learned and and it has nothing to do with work, you know, but that is what it comes down to is, you know, be, be okay with yourself and then use that time to be okay with other people. Right now is not the time to, like, I'm sure you're not, you guys are not selling you know, 5,000 lights a day, you know, like, no, you know, you can, you can ask everyone you want. Nobody has the money right now. Mm-hmm. So, but make sure that people are okay. So when the, this does end up coming and, you know, when we finish and on the other end, they're going to go, you know, maybe, you know, Chris helped me because he called me and talked or, or maybe because he was so interested. He's, he's a cool guy. He's a nice guy. I'm, I'm going to, we should call them back. Those are the kind of people that we want in our team when we do our next show. Mm-hmm. Like people that care, you know, yeah, I, I just, it comes down to being, you know, we just, we just all have to be a little bit kinder to one another right now. Absolutely. Uh, that is some, some great advice. And I, and I hope that anybody who's listening at an hour into the podcast is, is listening because these are, these are genuine emails coming from genuine people saying, Hey, I, I'm just checking in. Like just because my email signature says designer relations yeah. developer you know, yes, I get paid to build relationships, but these are genuine concerns and, and we're really calling to check in because we are guys like Iggy and I, we are genuine people, people, and we're, we're interested to see what you're up to. And we're, we're actually checking in to see if you're safe and how are you doing? And it's, it, yes, it's our job, but it, we would be doing it either way. I will say it's also very funny. Was I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you go back and look at your network of people, how many people we actually know that are just in random, like you know, things that you never thought they would connect. You know, like a, the the son of a friend of mine is joined the navy, and I have a really good friend that's a pretty high brass at the navy. So, like they had some questions, and I managed to connect them. But like they had nothing to do with one another or me or shows or anything. But it's very funny to see how our network is super leveraged, especially now, you know, like I had friends that were in hospitality that used to be in catering, but then obviously catering isn't working. So I, I, I linked them up with people that have hospitality companies that were looking for chefs and, you know, it, it leverage. I, I would, I know people tend to hold the cards close to their chest, but I, I would definitely strongly encourage everyone to say, this is not the time to do that. And, just open up your contact list and, and, and help people get jobs and work and get through it. Or, or, you know, again, like if, if somebody's doing gardening and you know, gardening, just give them a hand, you know, like it, it's mm-hmm. very, very interesting. Nothing now to, to, to be very, you know, unselfish about your, your connections or your knowledge and, and, and whatever it will pay off in the future. And, and because it, I think it's okay to not be a, a shitty person for a little bit. 
That is, uh, that is a great advice. That is a great way to close it. Everybody should be a little less shitty. <laughs> Just life lessons. Yeah, we'll make t-shirts. Life Words from Iggy Rosenberg. Just just try and be as less shitty as you can be, and, and we'll make everything go. so much better. <laughs> Perfect. I hope that goes. Thank you so much, Iggy. This has been great. I'm really glad to know that there's somebody else out there that feels like-minded, uh, even under such stressful situations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, well, thanks for reaching out. That's kind of what we do, right? <laughs>